Welcome to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley Young, pianist, instructor, and business coach, and I'm here to help you dream big about what your studio could be if you are willing to open your mind and level up your business skills. I'm going to share the tangible strategies that I've learned for streamlining and scaling your studio so that you can align your business to work for your life instead of letting your business control your life. I am so happy that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome into another episode of the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley, and if you're new around here, welcome in. I am so excited to have you. And if you are a longtime listener, welcome back. We are here for our weekly conversation about things that you can do to level up your studio, level up your life, dream big, um, and steps that you can take to reach those goals. And I'm really excited to talk about today's topic because it is kind of actually, I'm thinking about it almost like a part two to a previous episode. So back episode 14, where I believe the title was something about like what you believe about money will come true. That episode got a lot of messages and a lot of questions and a lot of overwhelmingly positive response. People were really excited about that episode and found it to be really helpful and really powerful. But I got a lot of questions about like, okay, so what next then? <laughs> um, you know, like if what you believe about money is true, how do you change your beliefs? How do you, how do you do the next step? And I, you know, I gave some suggestions in that episode, but I wanted to do a deep dive into an entire episode where we talk about ways that you can change your beliefs about money and how that can help you level up your business. Um, so that's what we're going to do in today's episode. I'm going to give you three ways that you can change your beliefs about money to level up your business. And this is something that I've found that I pretty much always have to be aware of, right? I, I don't know about you, but I think that most people don't come from perfect parents <laughs> or from a perfect environment or from perfect teachers, right? And that's not to say that anything is anybody's fault, but every single person that we interact with from the time that we are on this planet is a human, which naturally means that there's going to be imperfections and there's going to be things that happen um, that eventually we're going to have to unlearn or eventually we're going to have to take a closer look at. And so my parents are amazing humans. I love them so much. And when I look back and I really examine, you know, the beliefs that I grew up around, around money, they aren't beliefs that necessarily set me up for success in business. Some of them are actually in some ways. There are certain things that my parents did along the way that were really helpful. Um, one example would be like my, when I was, I think when I was like nine or 10, my parents told me that if I wanted a keyboard because I was really I was really into piano, obviously, and uh, I really wanted a keyboard so I could mess around with like all the different sound effects and things like that. And the Clavinova had just come out and it was like, or well, I don't know if it had just come out, but I had just become aware of the Clavinova and it was super cool. And you could like take a floppy disk and record different tracks. So anyway, they told me that if I wanted a keyboard, I would have to save up for it. And so they did some amazing things and instilled some things really early on in me. Um, that were very helpful, you know, tools and resources for being a person that owns a business now. And then in other ways, they were just humans doing the best that they could. And they had beliefs from, you know, their upbringing and their life experience that weren't necessarily helpful. And so we all have those pre-programmed set of beliefs, right? And oftentimes these things are unconscious. They're not things that you're consciously thinking. And I, I dove more into these topics and I don't want to repeat the episode, but I dove more into these topics 
topics in episode 14. And so you can go back and listen to that episode um, either after this episode or pause this one and go listen to that one and then come back to this one. Uh, but we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about, you know, now that you understand that some of the beliefs that you have about money maybe aren't very helpful, you can change them using these tips. And this is something that you'll have to revisit. And I'm sorry, I went on a long tangent, but that's what I started saying. You'll have to revisit this topic often because each time you get to a new season or a new level or a new part of your business, some of the same stuff can come back. And what I, I used to think that like, you know, oh, once I achieve this goal, like everything's going to be perfect or everything is going to be fine or I won't struggle with this issue anymore or I will have overcome this mindset issue. And I'm really learning that it's more of a practice, right? My pre-programming, it's always going to be there. And I have to actually actively practice on a regular basis uh, like to combat that. And that practice is going to evolve and change in the different stages and seasons that I'm in, but it's something that I always have to be aware of. So we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about these three ways that you can change your beliefs about money. Now, this is by no means a comprehensive list. And this is also, um, these are, these are suggestions that you can absolutely implement today. And these are things that I do on a very regular basis that have really, really, really helped me. Now, if you start to do some research outside of this podcast episode, you're going to find so much more information, but you're also going to see a lot of people that are recommending these exact same things, because these are, these are not practices that I invented. They're not things that I made up. They're things that I have discovered along my journey or that other people have recommended and things that I've tested out for myself and they really do work. These are also things that I'm not going to lie when I, it, it took me a long time to dive in and try them because when I first read about them or heard about them, I was like, oh, you know, like I can see how that works for some people, but mm, that's not really for me. And so if you're in that place in your journey, that's okay. You don't have to dive in if you're not ready, but I would encourage you to try at least one of these things consistently over time. So do it for like two weeks and see if you feel different. Okay. Don't just try it once and say like, oh, that didn't solve any of my money problems or that didn't, that didn't change any of my beliefs. You have to actually practice, right? Because changing your beliefs is kind of like, it's like you're pre-programming kind of an essence of who you are, whether you want it to be true or not. It's going to take a little bit of work. It's not something that can be done in one day. Okay. Now, before we dive in, I just want to thank you so much to those of you that screenshot the podcast episodes and share them on Instagram. Uh, those of you that rate and review the podcast, I appreciate it so much. Every single time I see a little tag on Instagram or I see that someone rated or reviewed the podcast, it fills my heart with joy. And if you've been getting value out of this podcast, please take a second if you feel like it's the right thing to do and screenshot it and share it on social media, pass it along to a friend or rate and review the podcast. It really helps get this message and this helpful information out to other piano teachers that might be struggling with the same things that you are. Okay. So the first thing that you can do to change your belief about money and level up your business is practice affirmations. I... I don't know if any, I don't know if any of you remember this, but I remember this is when I was young, like before I watched Saturday Night Live, I remember my parents talking about, I don't even remember who the character was, but there was a character on Saturday Night Live that would do a, a sketch where they'd like look in the mirror and be like, I'm good enough. 
I'm something enough and gosh darn it, people like me. And it was done in jest, of course, right? Because it's Saturday Night Live and they were kind of making fun of the concept. But affirmations is essentially that. Affirmations is where you speak to yourself, you tell yourself things that you want to believe right? Affirmations are not, when you start out doing affirmations, it's not always things that you wholeheartedly believe, but you are speaking them to yourself and you're speaking them in the present tense and they are beliefs that you want to step into. And I have found affirmations to be insanely powerful um, because, well, for a couple of reasons. When I first heard about affirmations, I was like, that just sounds silly. I don't know if I can do that and believe it. I don't know if I can do that. But once I got over myself and I tried it, I realized how powerful they were. And I actually realized that I, I have used affirmations in my life a lot. I just didn't realize that's what I was doing. Um, one of the things that I used to say to myself before I would go on stage is I would literally just sit there for like the five minutes leading up to walking on stage to perform, which is always when I was the most nervous. And I would close my eyes and I would just repeat, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And I would even switch it into the third person sometimes and say, you can do this, Ashley, you can do this, Ashley, you can do this. And I had no idea that I was doing affirmations. I had no idea that when I spoke to myself in the first, you know, in first person versus in third person, I had no idea that when I switched persons like that, like it was actually meaningful to me in different ways and that that was actually a technique that, you know, they recommend in, in doing affirmations. I had no idea. And so when you do affirmations, I would highly suggest if you haven't done it before that you follow along with a recording. There's a bajillion of them on YouTube. There's a bajillion of affirmation podcasts. Um, one of my favorites is called the affirmation meditation podcast wait, affirmation, yeah, something like that. It's with Bob Barker and he's a past or he's a musician, um, but his affirmations have to do with everything. You can find them on any topic and just copy what someone else is doing, right? And it doesn't matter if you don't totally believe what you're saying. You do it and you show up and you say them anyway. And the beauty and the magic happens when you do it every day consistently. And what's so cool is that we all have, and I realize you can't see my hand gestures right now, but we all have like over here on the left side, we have this long laundry list of things that we believe about ourselves, of things that we believe about the world. And because our brain's natural biology and our natural like inherent programming is to keep ourselves safe, that means that we don't love change because change is inherently unsafe. And we have a lot of ways that we will really, our, and I should say our brain has a lot of ways that it will chime in and prevent ourselves from making change. Okay. And a lot of times that means we just berate ourselves. We have negative things that we tell ourselves, right? Maybe it's things like when you see, you know, a big house that you drive by, you're like, wow, that wouldn't that be nice? Right. And that's like not a very kind thing to think. It's not a very nice thing to think. Maybe you make a mistake and you think to yourself, like, come on, what, come on, what's wrong with you? Can't you do this better? Right. Those are not very nice scripts, but we all have this long laundry list of scripts of like things that we say over and over and over again. And oftentimes the, the wild thing about it is that these things are not conscious. Right. Because when I talk to people about mindset and I say, you know, like you need to be kind to yourself, you need to speak kindly to yourself. People immediately are like, I do. What are you talking about? Of course, I speak to myself kindly because nobody wants to admit that they don't speak to them, themselves kindly. But the truth of the, of the matter is that the prevailing thing that I've seen in business coaching and just in peers and in working even with piano players is that we are not always the most kind to ourselves. And so when you start doing affirmations, 
and I'm like kind of gesturing over here on the right side, you start to have these little phrases or these little things that get stuck in your mind. And so some examples of affirmations would be like, I am safe. I am secure. I am loved. I make money easily. Money flows to me on a daily basis. Um, you know, I'm a money magnet or I have opportunities coming to me every single day. I have people coming to me every single day that want to work with me, you know, different, different kinds of affirmations like that. And that is just a very small example. You, I could go on and on and on and on and on. And there would be a lot more than that, but you repeat them. And with that regularity and that consistency, you start to build up this other list, this other list of things that your brain now sometimes thinks about. And the wildest thing and the most impactful thing that happened to me after I started practicing affirmations years ago for a couple of months more consciously is that when times of stress happened or when I would get myself into a situation that was challenging or that felt difficult or, you know, things that I wanted, like situations where I wanted to make a big change, all of a sudden, instead of going over here to the left side list where I have, you know, the list of negative things that my brain tells myself to keep me safe, my brain started filling in the blanks with the affirmations. And it was the coolest thing that I've ever experienced because I felt like I figured out this life hack. Um, and I realized that saying affirmations, it, it wasn't this woo woo thing that I thought it was. It actually felt a lot more. I don't know if any of you have ever done cognitive behavioral therapy, but I've struggled a lot in the past with anxiety. And at one point in my life, I went through a really scary experience where I was in the hospital for several days and I was thinking not to go super dark, but I was thinking a little bit about mortality and things like that. And I, I got diagnosed with a mild case of PTSD after that experience. And I did a lot of cognitive behavior therapy to help me get over that anxiety and to help me move through that PTSD at that time in my life. And when I, you know, a couple months after this affirmations practice started, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels, this is not woo woo at all. This is like the best cognitive behavioral therapy I've ever had because all of a sudden I was changing my thoughts. Right. And that's a big, a big principle that you'll see when you start to look into business mindset or when you start to look into concepts like manifestation or, you know, like high performance achievements is that, you know, we all have thoughts, emotions, and actions. Right. And it's kind of this little circle. It's this little wheel. And I learned this in cognitive behavioral therapy. Like I remember my therapist sitting there writing it on the whiteboard for me and showing me how, you know, like your thoughts inform your emotions and that informs your behavior. And it's a, it's a circle because they all inform each other, right? The circle doesn't just go one direction. And in that circle, you think about the fact that you can't change your emotions, right? Like we can't change our emotions. Like if I'm all of a sudden, if I like fly into feeling rage, I can't, I can't necessarily just deny that or say that that doesn't exist, right? That's not authentic and that's not helpful, but I can change my thoughts and that will absolutely inform how I feel and also how I behave. And so when you start to practice affirmations, you change your thoughts, you're rewiring your brain with these positive statements and these encouraging statements. And so all of a sudden, when difficult situations come up, instead of going to, you know, whatever your old programming is or whatever the old thing was that you would do, you start to, it's like your brain is intercepted all of a sudden and you have these positive, empowering thoughts that pop into your head. And it completely changed the way that I felt. It completely changed the way that I acted. And I started to be able to embody 
this version of myself that I always wanted to be, right? And this is not to say that I've arrived or that I'm perfect at this. This is something I still do. I start my morning with affirmations on most mornings. And it doesn't matter. Sometimes I do it first thing in the morning. Sometimes I do it like after I drop my daughter off at school. I try to work it into my day every single day. And if I can't actually listen to the podcast and repeat the affirmations out loud, I will journal affirmations, right? So I highly suggest that you try affirmations. I feel like I just went on a huge soapbox about affirmations, but hopefully you found that helpful because they're incredibly powerful. And so I recommend them to everyone, not just business coaching clients, not just all of you. Like I rec I do them with my daughter. I recommend them to friends. I now have family members that are practicing affirmation affirmations regularly. Um, they can be truly life-changing. Okay. The second way that you can change your belief about money to level up your business is to practice gratitude. And this one, I think in the last several years, I think that the word gratitude has been thrown around a lot and it's lost a little bit of its meaning and it's been a little bit devalued because it's really over overused, right? Like you walk into the store and you see like signs for your house or throw pillows that say like grateful or gratitude, or like there's, I think it's great that there's been this resurgence of like, we need to be grateful, but gratitude to me is like a very deep and personal topic. Because when I think of being grateful, truly grateful, it's not just about saying like, oh, I'm grateful for this or, oh, I'm grateful for this. That's a great way to start, especially if you haven't been thinking about gratitude. I think about embodying the feeling of gratitude. It's a deep appreciation for something. And I practice gratitude for money on a daily basis. And it doesn't matter if you have a lot right? It doesn't matter. And in fact, even if you don't have a lot, that's probably the time that it's even the most important to practice gratitude. And this is, I'll give you some examples of this because this was hard for me to wrap my mind around when I first heard about this idea. Um, but for example, paying taxes, right? Especially if you're a small business owner, paying taxes can be something that is stressful. It can be something that people have a, a negative opinion about. And I used to kind of hate paying taxes. And then I, I don't remember where I heard it or where I read it, but someone was saying that every time they pay taxes, they pay taxes in gratitude and they watch the money flow out of their account and they are grateful because they're grateful for the streets that they get to drive on. They're grateful for the sidewalks that they get to walk on. They're grateful for the schools that educate the children. They're grateful for all of the things. And we, you know, by no means is anything perfect in our society, but I'm grateful for the water that I have in my house. I'm grateful for the people and the truck and the service that comes and picks up the garbage every week. I'm so grateful for all of those things because those are things that genuinely impact my life in a hugely positive way. And we don't always stop to think about the fact like what, what would happen? What would the world look like if I didn't have if I didn't have a garbage service or if I didn't have a mail person that delivered my mail, right? I don't know about you, but I do a lot in the mail. I get a lot of stuff delivered. And if that service wasn't available to me, my life would be so much harder. And so I'm deeply grateful and I'm deeply appreciative for those things. And so it completely shifted the way that I pay bills. It completely shifted the way that I pay taxes. It completely shifted the way that I think about some of those things that used to be negative, right? And it changes the energy around those things. And I also practice gratitude then, of course, for the things that are a little bit more obviously um, grateful, <laughs> which would be like, you know, I'm so grateful that I had the money to pay for this coffee today, or I'm so grateful that 
I got paid today. I saw new money come into my account. Or, you know, maybe for you, it's like, I'm so grateful that I got a new student or that someone decided to continue after a trial period. Um, I'm so grateful that I spent time creating an asset that I know is going to make me money in the future repeatedly. And so just practicing that gratitude, but taking it below the surface level, not just saying the words of like, oh yeah, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this and making a big long list, but really putting yourselves into the feeling of being grateful and being grateful for things beyond the surface level, right? If you're grateful for money, more specifically, what are you grateful for? What are you grateful for that it provides for you? What are you, what would it be like if it wasn't there? What would it be like if you didn't have those things? And how can you embody the feeling of true gratitude and that like higher energy of gratitude. Okay, the third thing that you can do to change your belief about money and level up your business is to journal about money, right? And this is where you can take this in a lot of different directions. Um, and I do this pretty regularly. I mean, I'm a journaler at the moment. Um, I say at the moment, cause I, I haven't always like been a lifelong journaler. It's something I've adopted in the last couple of years, but I now do journal in the morning and at night. and. Sometimes I will journal about past experiences, specifically with money or in general that I need to let go of, right? Things that I want to like get out on paper so I don't have to carry them around with me in my head anymore or in my body. Um, you can journal about beliefs that you currently have. You can journal about beliefs you want to let go. You can also, and this is very powerful, journal about beliefs that you want to adapt. Okay. And this is where affirmations can pair really nicely because you can journal about affirmations, right? And especially if you don't know what beliefs you want to adapt, you might start by listening to affirmations and then journaling just a repeat of those affirmations, right? It might feel like in the beginning, it's someone else's voice or it's someone talking at you. But as you practice the affirmations and as you journal it, you start to adopt those beliefs and they start to feel like more of a part of you specifically. And so I journal all the time about beliefs I want to adapt. And I journal about my ideal financial situation without limitations in the present tense. And that is hugely powerful. It's hugely powerful for journaling. It's one of the reasons that affirmations are so powerful because our brains don't recognize the difference um, between the things we tell them. Our brain isn't really good at like knowing if something is true. And this works to the negative. And there's lots of ways that it works to the negative, but it also works to the positive. So for example, like if you tell yourself that you are not a morning person, right? I mean, it's a very simple example. It's a real life example. Um, but if you tell yourself that you're not a morning person, you're not going to be a morning person, right? You're probably going to get up and your energy is going to be like kind of negative and you're going to maybe dislike the mornings and you might be sluggish and you might struggle to get up early. And you have this like script going on in your mind that you're not a morning person. And you're reinforcing that negative belief of like, I'm not a morning person. And if you still don't wake up early and you still struggle in the morning and you still are sluggish in the morning, but you start to tell yourself, I am a morning person. I am a morning person. I am a morning person. For a while, it's going to feel like you're faking it. But I promise you, without fail, what will start to happen is you will start to adopt new beliefs and new like mindset shifts of like, I am a morning person. What does that mean? What does it look like if I'm a morning person? Maybe that means that I have a morning routine or that I journal in the morning. Or maybe that means that when I wake up, I feel happy. Or maybe that means that I'm not super sluggish in the morning and I actually get up and go for a run. Or maybe that means, and your brain is going to start to figure out in the in behind the scenes, all the ways to make that true because our brain doesn't like cognitive dissonance, right? If you're telling yourself that you're a morning person, but all of your actions 
are not showing that or not lining up with that, your brain is going to work really hard to make that true for you. And the same is true when it comes to anything, really, when it comes to your business, but especially when it comes to money. Journal about your ideal financial situation without limitations in the present tense. Money comes to me easily. Right. That's one of the things that I journal on and repeat constantly because it used to feel to me like when I was a business owner that it was a big struggle. And that's one of my money stories is like money is hard. Like I have to work really, really hard to get money. And it's not true. It's not true. I've completely changed my attitude about how I work. I've changed my work hours. I've changed the way that I run my business all because I started to try to adopt the belief that making money was easy. Okay. And do I 100% of the time always believe that making money is easy? No, <laughs> but I, I repeat it often and it's a mantra and I use it as an affirmation and I journal about it and I, I aspire to believe 100% of the time that it's true. And if I aspire to believe it 100% of the time, that means that I have to practice that, right? And I have to hold that belief closely. So journal about your ideal financial situation without limitations in the present tense. It's going to feel really weird. It's going to feel maybe like you're faking it, but after you do it with consistency and regularity, you will start to believe the things that you're writing about. You will start to change in ways that you can't even imagine are possible right now because you're changing your entire belief system and your brain will start filling in the blanks of how to make your life make sense with your new belief system. Okay, so I hope that you found these tips helpful. Like I said, this is not a comprehensive list. There are so many more things that you can do, but these are three, these are the three things that I've done that have made the most difference in the way that I think about money and the beliefs that I have about money and the ways that I've leveled up my business. And if you get started on one of these and you try it out and you have thoughts on it, I would love to hear your thoughts. So find me on Instagram and message me, um, Ashley Young Music Studio, or go, oh, if you're not in the Facebook group, go to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Facebook group and post about it there. I would love to know if it feels weird, if you don't like the practice, if you try it for a little while and it absolutely, make, absolutely makes a huge difference. Let me know if this is helpful for you. I would also love to know, and I would love to hear from every single one of you, like what other topics do you want? Um, some things that I've been thinking about recently is I wanna do an episode that dives into content um, and a little bit more of like how to make content creation a regular part of your strategy. I want to do some episodes about course creation. I have lots of ideas, but I would love to hear from you what you think would be the most helpful for where you are in your business at the moment. And so connecting with me on Instagram and sending me a message or getting in that Facebook group would be a really great way to give me your thoughts on what you want to hear me talk about and what you want to learn with this podcast going forward. You are amazing. You are doing a fantastic job. I hope that you have an incredible week. Take one of these things and give it a try. Let me know how it goes and I will talk to you next time. Have a great one. Hey there, thank you for being here. I love connecting with you every single week. And one of my favorite parts of connecting with you is actually getting to know you. I created a free community for business-minded piano teachers to come together every single week, connect and learn even more tangible strategies for business streamlining and scaling. You can join using the link in the show notes and I can't wait to get to know you.